Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. I have a full mouth. You fucking do. I was about to call you out. And Mikey just had to restart the show so that he didn't lip smack while he was doing our Are intro. Are we calling it a lip smack? I think it's more of a tongue smack. Yeah, tooth sucking. No, it's this. Um, yeah, I do it behind the tongue behind my teeth. Okay. Yeah. We'll hear more of it All on this time. show, so stay yeah, tuned. <laughs> if you've listened to this show ever, I do it constantly, and I've just been noticing lately, and I'm like, oh, it's so sharp. Mm. Yeah. It is. Here, let me, I want to turn my microphone a little bit. <laughs> well, welcome, you guys, to episode 53. Yeah. Sure. 53. Whoa. I know. It's crazy. Big time. Good. Oh, there. I just did one. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you, too. I feel yeah. like I haven't really. I know. We haven't done the show, like, for real in a while. Like, last week we did it, but we did it kind of like, I felt like we were, it felt kind of like, we kind of forced ourselves to do it. We are just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we feel in better spirits this week. Yeah, I sure do. Well, why is that, <laughs> young lass? Um, well, we got some big news yesterday. News that we were both, I think, quite nervous about and maybe not communicating appropriately. Yeah. Um, but we got the, I think it's called PGT results back. Oh, yeah. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. So we, as you guys know from last week, if you've been listening, we had five embryos that were um, able to be biopsied and frozen. Yep. And we five got... Five that had made it to the blastocyst stage. Yeah. We had, yeah. And, and so we now have information on the genetics... And we got the phone call yesterday. And so um, Serena, our really lovely genetics counselor, talked to just me. I was actually at work. Um, well, weirdly, she called um, the night before. So I guess that would have been Thursday night at like 7.30 p.m. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the number come up and I was like, fuck you. I don't know that number. Yeah. And it's we 7.30. Deep, we were deep in our prestige television. No, you weren't here. Oh, I wasn't back yet. Yeah. Um, and so I then listened to the message at 8.30. And she basically said, I'm just home, hanging out. Give me a call. Like a cash girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Or something. She, when we, when we talked to her, I was immediately into her. Like oh, was, yeah. She's she was, great. She was all biz, but she was also like funny. and Yeah. Yeah. I felt like she could be a homie. But I was like... Is this good or bad that she's she being sounded so chipper, casual? But, yeah, and she also sounded really happy. But I was like, "This is a person who lets people down professionally." Like, yes, exactly. She's, and I was like, "Oh my god, oof. she's calling on a Friday, yeah, right before or Thursday. I guess it was Thursday, but like right before the weekend, late, so that you know maybe it's just yeah, it's just like have it off, yeah, have it." At the end of the day. And maybe like... Don't fuck up your entire day. Just fuck up your whole night or something. Right. And then maybe it's like before the weekend so you can get like... If we need to cancel appointments that we have, right. that we have coming oh, up. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. I could have yeah. rabbit holed down that too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so um, needless to say, I called her back at 8.30. She did not answer the phone. Um, and so I waited until the next morning. And so, drum roll. God, I know this is an edge of their seat story. story longer. <laughs> no, it's a, I'm, like, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so I walked outside to have my phone call from work. And she just right out the gate said... You guys have three genetically healthy, all the chromosomes are there, little embryos, um, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. They're, so awesome. There they are. Three. Just, yeah. Sitting that's in amazing. a petri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three little embryos sitting in a petri. <laughs> K-I-S-N-G. Oh, nope. Uh, Outfit. Well, they could be growing g r o w i n g they're not they're not growing right now yeah <laughs> no that's true well H- hanging they're probably doing something a little bit yeah yeah bonding the thing about three is it's so <laughs> awesome like there's three charlie's angels there were three musketeers there were three opera singers in Pavarotti, placido <laughs> domingo and i can't remember the other man's name <laughs> they all were monsters i think <laughs> yeah go for three what's another one Three. We did um, just name three, though. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's good. Well, three is also a very um, sort of sacred number. Mm, triangle. Um, yeah. 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 It's very symmetrical. In sacred geometry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's all the amount of fingers that you need to hold up to go read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could have seen what you did there. Sure. You need to explain it. Well, read between the lines is the best old... I mean, that's the best kid, like 80s kid thing to say. Like, you hold up your pointer finger to your ring finger with your middle finger as well. And then you go read between the lines and the <laughs> emphasis on the middle finger. It's the best. It's like... I don't know. It's Get a life it's, or something. It's just like the, the best thing to say. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're... I mean, so I will say that when you told me... Because I came from work, we had lunch together that day, and you were the happiest, you were the giddiest that I've seen mm. you in a while. Mm. I mean, in a couple months, probably. Mm. It was significant. And so, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, and we're, you know, I think I said this last time, but like the five that we had, most people stop there. Mm-hmm. Like most people mm-hmm. are like, all right, we're ready to implant now. Mm-hmm. We decided to do the genetic testing, but that's kind of like, just takes it that much of a step further to kind of know more about the embryos and know more about you know kind of what their path will be, and so um, and we did it. I don't. Know, I guess I can. Yeah, I'll talk about that. I mean, we did it kind of because we wanted to just have all the information, but I think we did it even you know more than kind of like seeing chromosomal things that might lead to birth defects or something like that. I think the reason that I wanted to do it was to do everything that we could to avoid a miscarriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because totally. I just. I don't know if either of you, either you or I, I think we can handle it. But I sure, mean, sure. I don't want to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to cover as many bases as we can. Great baseball reference. <laughs> Is there three three bases Sports in baseball? Cat. Yeah. <laughs> What's a home run? I don't know. <laughs> I just listened to a sports version of This American Life today, and I was like, and it's perfect because like, you know, this American life is full of like dorks and, you know, just people that don't know anything about sports. And so they're like, it's those people doing the sports co- like, stories. It's like perfect for me. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is like a, it's a human interest story. It has nothing to do with I'm sports. I'm always surprised at how many people 
on NPR love sports. Love them. Well, um, well, and and like nerd out on stats and but things especially like that. what though? Baseball. Baseball. Because yeah. it's a nerd sport. Baseball's not exciting. Like baseball is a statistician sport. Right. Right. So that's right. why I think like Ira Glass. He talks about. Baseball all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baseball is kind of a big one. I don't know if they would, if necessarily a lot of them would be like into football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Sweeping generalizations. Mm-hmm. And then there were three. I know. Isn't that amazing to start out with 32 eggs? And you end up with three. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. It is, at the end of the day, IVF is like the biggest numbers game. Yeah. If you want to say that you're playing a game, but it, it really is, um, yeah, it's just incredible to think about. It's the, pretty the winnowing down. I could see where for some people that it would feel super disheartening. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we uh, we've heard stories about people that like started with 32 and ended up with 31. Right. That's wild too. Right. Right. Uh, but the fact that it went from, you know, down by a factor of 10. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, for one thing, I just don't understand how people get pregnant. Right? That's kind of the biggest, my biggest takeaway from all of this. Like, how does it ever happen naturally? Well, because I'm not a doctor, obviously. But, okay, so we got 32. Well, okay, let's let's talk about it as 20, I think. Let's talk about it because there was 20 that were like, which, like, that in, like, had they been released naturally they could have gotten fertilized right so there's 20 that we're talking about how many eggs get released each month fucking one <laughs> so one out of 20 we got three out of 20 wait so just like does that mean out of 20 months potentially there were only three months potential well, no i guess there was maybe five if we want to argue that there was out of 20 months, there's basically three months that you could have gotten pregnant. If we want to like do the, like that's the grossest math. The like, yeah, but I mean, it's like, yeah. And this is not at all. Right. And this is in perfect circumstances or every egg that you released was unable to be fertilized. Right. You know? Right. And so it's just, and I know that a lot of it is age and a lot of it is whatever, but it's still just like, it feels like you are a drunk blind person trying to shoot a BB into a flying mosquito (laughs) from 20 miles away. Yeah. It does. I don't understand how it can, how it can happen so frequently. Yeah. Most people have kids, right? Yeah, totally. Well, and then you toss in. Is that true? Do most people. Do most people have children? That's a, that's a stat that I don't know. Um, I I mean, just, it feels that way. mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you toss in, like you said, age, hormonal disorders, yeah. or you know, things that are really providing an impediment to fertility, yeah, it's it's real hard to get pregnant. <laughs> but I mean, right? And I can't, I still can't get over all of the assholes that are like drinking <laughs> fifths of vodka every night, smoking, eating fast food, you know, doing, and they like. They can knock out a whole bunch of kids. It's sure. amazing to me. Yeah. And it is a little bit of like the don't think of a pink elephant. Right. Like we're just, we overthink everything. Yeah, of course. Well, and this was, you know, I'm I'm really um, able to see now. I think I was um, angry 
before. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little, little um, more inclined to see that this, this is our freaking path, man. And yeah. it's not, you know... I think for a while too, I was doing this like, oh, it's just gonna, it's gonna make me the best mom. It's gonna make me a better mom. Mm, no, because then it's it's really easy to go down the road of like, okay, how can I now be the perfect mom now that I've you right. know, all of these lessons? I think the lesson is that life is fucking messy. <laughs> yeah, and that you can't do anything perfectly, and it's it's you don't necessarily have to be like showing up as your best self all the time. Mm. You just got to do, do what you can, you know? <laughs> um, I think that's, and then I there's mean, moments where you'll really shine and you'll mm. really be your best self and you'll be your best parent and you'll be the best pregnant person and you'll be the best partner. And, um, and yeah, keep striving for that. But it's to, to, enclose yourself in this box of perfection is um not sustainable it doesn't get you what you want (laughs) you white knuckle through life in a lot of ways and and then you you're you're afraid to fuck up and Mm -hmm. um that's what that's what this is all about is tumbling through life fucking up a lot and then gathering up joy yeah. And you can. Well, this is... And helping people. <laughs> this is very much like... I mean, this is how I want to raise our kid. Yeah. Is like, hey, most of the time you're going to be mediocre at things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think I grew up feeling like at all moments I needed to be the top. And I was... And this, I'm not saying that I was like the best student or the best athlete or anything like that. But like, I always was kind of like... I'm going to be the most popular kid in school. I'm going to be, or at least one of them. I'm going to, I can be famous and rich if I want to be. I can do all these things. And so I always kind of set this bar that was like, like, and you know, in not in certain categories. Like I did not care about excelling academically. Um, Like socially, I put a lot of, you know, pressure on myself. And so then when I like, if something didn't happen or like something that I wanted didn't happen, it was a big blow. Mm -hmm. And I think like teaching a kid that like, it's just okay to be, to have things not go your way sometimes. Like everything that you try to do might not work out. Mm -hmm. You know, you might find something that you're really great at and that's awesome. And you'll have your moments where you can be fucking great at something. Mm -hmm. But just understand that like life realistically, you know, there's a lot of things that you're just not going to be good at. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of the like parenting by low expectations. <laughs> and I think it's beautiful. Look at the amount of you know friends that we have that like they celebrate their kids like they're the fucking second coming of Christ. Right. They're right, not. Right. <laughs> you're kind of just okay. Yeah. You're the 20, 200 millionth coming of Ned. You're just going to be another fucking boring cog. You're going to be awesome at some things. Like, you're going to be different. You're a snowflake, fun, all the things. But, like, you know, you can't, you're not going to be the smartest person. You're not curing cancer, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, just like, mm-hmm. and we're going to fucking, I mean, I'm going to, like, I'm going to spoil our kids so much. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to think about it in the context of, whiteness as well oh sure you know that we well i can i'll i can just speak for myself but as a you know as a white woman we you know i have this 
um, sort of grace and space to be, you know, to to be like fragile and like, oh, I'm I'm a perfectionist and oh, I'm not, I'm sad because I didn't quite reach what I wanted to do, you know? And um, I think that that being, doing our sort of infertility journey within the context of the, you know, sort of collective consciousness now that's happening around... Um, white supremacy has been mm. really illuminating. <laughs> um, totally. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I just think that there's so many th- things that, you know, that I've kind of learned that I take for granted and so many discussions that I've had to have with myself that would, you know, I don't know. I don't, Had I... Had we not been going through what we're going through right now as a collective, as a nation, as a, as a world, um, I don't know that I would have done parenting as well as I'm going to from now. Right, right. Um, because there are things that I just, I wouldn't have thought of needing to discuss or I wouldn't have thought uh, of like needing to check myself on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I, I you know. Our kids gonna. It's it's proven like with COVID and with Trump and with all these things. I think that I wasn't gonna be. I wasn't fully feeling like I could say that our world, our kid was gonna live in a better world than we did. Mm. But because of Black Lives Matter and because of what's been having happening surrounding the movement, the protests, the everything, I I think I know that our kid's gonna grow up in a better world, mm. Mm. a more progressive world, a more like a world that's intentionally more focused on the right things. Mm. I'm deciding to think that. (laughs) Yeah. Please vote in November, everybody. (laughs) Please make sure that your state is moving towards mail-in ballots. Yeah. Well, and I also feel um, just grateful for the, you know, because I think that you and I both were living in our little white supremacist bubble, right? Mm. It's, it's, um, and now... I, I don't feel like we can sit in there anymore, right? Yeah. And so it's blown open a lot of things. And it's, you know, I think that the the perfectionism piece is interesting within the context of, um, you know, speaking out and, tr- and, and trying to learn. And, you know, there is this, like, almost excuse that you can fall back on. Like, oh, I, I don't want to not do it perfectly and get called out or something like that. Right. And so there's, there it's, there's all kinds of stuff embedded in, you know, white supremacy. (laughs) Mm. Um, and so it's, you know, we're, I think our, both of our worlds have been blown open a bit and I just, I don't know. I just think we're going to pass that on. Yeah. One, I just, I also think that like, you know, who's to say whether or not the the protests and um, everything that's gone on would be uh, have been as effective or as, would be have uh, have been as prolonged as they've been um, were it not for COVID. I don't know. Right. But because it's all happening at once and it all is under the Trump presidency and it's all in this time that's like the world just feels very shaky. 
to me, it's so much more profound and pronounced. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think there's going to be real meaningful change that's going to come from so much of this in our minds, in our bodies, in our public, in our schools, in our all the things, and hopefully in our parenting. Yeah. What's the, what, how do you think you've changed? What's like a tangible? Well, I, I think one thing for me is that, um, I mean, I've always kind of like quietly done the like, um, I don't know, patting on my, my patting myself on the back sort of thing Mm. where like, I'm like, I've got this. I'm like, you know, I'm woke. I'm whatever Mm. word is you want to use. Like I have, I have like my friends kind of come from all different backgrounds. Like Mm. I've got this, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, like I'm not the person that they're talking about, you Mm. know? And I think that a lot of it has made me realize like, well, no, actually I, I, I'm, you know, I'm better than some, but I'm way less good than I should be. Mm. And I'm way less informed about a lot of issues. And I'm way less, um, I don't know, willing to kind of like learn and listen than mm. I think that I am. Mm. Mm. I've been more of a uh, like emulator and ingester of black culture than I have been like a celebrator and an educated person about it. Mm. Like I'm like, just because I know a ton about hip hop or... Right. whatever right. it's like then i'm like oh i'm you know i've got this right but it's not right. you know i'm I'm not there yet yeah but i'm hoping to be mm. what have you learned mm. well i think what, I, is, what have you changed or how did you say it what's I, changed about you i think you said yeah i think that what i alluded to before has been a, a big piece for me is the um hiding behind my perfectionism or or like leaning into my perfectionism and not using my voice because of fear basically Mm. it's not you know it has nothing to do with oh I just want to get it right I want to do it perfectly it has much more to do with um oh if I just kind of stay in the shadows then you know then I don't nothing has to change essentially sure right and um and it's you know i think that a coming to that realization and then just just like okay great speak it (laughs) and if that's what it is and you can fucking change it yeah totally um well, there's so many of the things like the the idea. I don't know if there's a term for it, but the idea that white people can kind of opt in whenever sure, they want, sure. but then they can more, you know, kind of more importantly, opt out. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a and it's a bummer that white people, including myself and and you, have opted out of a lot of conversations that feel too intense or mm-hmm. thought processes that seem too scary or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's 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 time. I hope that that's like flipped a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. The other thing that's interesting for me to bring it back to like the kind of the reason for the show is that I feel like uh, everything that's been going on in this past year has taught me about humility Mm. and that mm, I'm pretty powerless in the face of almost there's just a lot of things that can bowl me over Mm. and that I don't have control of. Mm -hmm. And COVID is one of those. And evidently our pregnancy world is one of those. Mm -hmm. And um my you know the idea of where i fit in a racialized world and my whiteness and all those things these are things that are that are like 
I, I need to understand and be humble in front of all of it to mm. understand the people that I want to feel supported by me. Um, you have to be humble about it. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I think that the things that have happened with the protests and with the movement has made me more, uh, it's helped with IVF mm. because I've been like, oh, I, I still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot, like so many places to grow. Mm-hmm. And IVF was like something that I was so like better than for so long mm-hmm. or just was like, Psh, I'm not going to have to do that. It's mm-hmm. not something I even need to think about. And I think that the, those two things kind of happening around the same time have been, I don't know, I think they've informed one, one another, if mm-hmm. not helped. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think also specifically for the show and what we're trying to do here Yes, it's women's voices, you know, but if we look back on our shows, we don't have, you know, we have one black woman, right? Right. That we brought on. Yep. And there's so many stories to be told from black women. And so it's, you know, that's a part of our um, commitment and mission um, is to really a apologize for that you know just like that was a we yes should have had (laughs) more black voices on the show right and um and that's you know part of what we've been doing and looking at and and that's going to be a part of our platform going forward totally right yeah course um so yeah that went on a bit of a windy road from um we have we got three three sitting in a petri i know (laughs) we've got um the other thing that just happened in our world is i just put um chicken wings in our new air fryer and they just came out and they're like i think they need to be crispy as i know i think we might need to take a chicken wing break or we can just we can close. I feel like we've Oh, do you think we're there? Yeah. Twenty six yeah. minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, a couple things in the world of that I was thinking about in the world of kind of like our normals. Um I don't have a um oh one of the things that I have in the world of um uh Bindle is camping. Yeah. Go camping. Um, I think you did this bindle already. Oh, but, did I do it? But, you know, revive it. I'll bring breathe, it back in. Yeah, sure. breathe new life. So um, <laughs> I'm in kind of like in that van search world right now, which like obviously everybody is on some level or a lot of people are, um, to like the get out of town van. Um, and I'm trying to kind of like weigh that against like the fact that it costs $20 or $12, $12. to go to like a campsite. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Or free if you... Or free if sometimes. you go into the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. And so um, camping's rad. It's awesome. I just think my bigger my bigger thing is go to the nature. Yeah. Like go anywhere, wherever you are, go to the nature. It is, ah, I don't know, so therapeutic. It's free too. With you. Yeah. Eat berries too. If you live in a place where there's berries, whoa. <laughs> they're really good. We're eating so many berries right now and it's they're the best. Yeah, so if you did a bindle, I can um, share a quick little pro tip that is not my pro tip. I'm delivering this pro tip via another pro. Okay. (laughs) An acupuncturist. But um, I have been having some, what I would call, 
panic attacks, anxiety attacks, something sure. like that, sure. um, where I, I have really severe heart palpitations and it's, it's kind of hard to breathe. And my, um, usual list of getting myself calm things like, um, doing some belly breaths does not work. <laughs> During these times, my breathing feels really constricted and, and the trying to do belly breaths kind of makes it worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I had, um, yeah, my acupuncturist suggest uh, touching different kinds of soft fabrics. Mm. And apparently there's some research on this, this kind of tactile experience for um, panic disorder, anxiety disorder. And... Uh, I just thought it was so cool and such like a, I don't know, such like a, a simple, you don't have to like go out and buy a bunch of stuff. You don't have to go do a bunch of stuff. It's just like really sit with a soft fabric or fabrics of different varieties. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was so yeah b- b- brilliant and beautiful. So simple. Yeah. It's a great idea. So apparently there is some research out there. I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently there is some research out there on this kind of tactile sort of therapy. I mean, what a good uh, way to like center yourself or like bring yourself to the present too. Yeah. You know? Like it's like a talisman. And also maybe take it back to when you were little, if you had like a little blankie or something. Oh yeah, sure. You know? A lot mm. of us like felt the little soft parts and yeah. So I just thought I'd share that because it was passed one. on to me and I just thought it was really quite cool and interesting speaking of fabrics would you like to get some crunchy fabric in your mouth i was gonna say fabric of chicken go watch the netflix walter mercado oh do yourself a favor run don't walk yeah speaking of fabrics that man has so many capes and fantastic fabrics of all walter mercado is my hero he's wonderful yeah we oh Bookend it. Started and ended with a nice little tooth suck. Sick. You guys, we will be um we'll be back next week. We sure. We're gonna try we're gonna get a, an interview at some point here. I know we're trying. We're yeah, trying. Totally. We're just uh we're kind of we're caught up yeah. in our own things. So it's like, let's just do it. Totally. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just end it. So, we're going to go eat some chicken wings. We love you guys. Mikey and Rin stay in on all the things. Mikey and Rin on Instagram. Let's then, eat at MikeyandRinStayIn.com if you you'd know like it. to email. You know it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight... Yeah, we're going to stay in. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Judgment. Bye.